0: Ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We got a huge show in store for you tonight as we will have a Rafino's Rants. Something I gotta get off my chest. As Kevin Hart says, sometimes you just gotta get get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. So we're going to do that tonight. Uh, as Rafino's rants on a Thursday, um, a good friend of mine today said something to me that got me really thinking. And the more I got to thinking about it, the more I continued to 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 just ponder and 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 soak in the idea. Um, it really started pissing me off. And not just – you know what? Pissing me off isn't a good one. No, I'm not because I'm not pissed off. I'm not really – I'm not mad. I'm more aggravated. Right? Like I, I'm aggravated. I'll get to tell you what the Rafino's rants is in just a moment after the break. Uh, what could we expect from the second scrimmage for LSU? What are some things that I want to see? What are some of my concerns? What are some things I absolutely want to see? Uh, coming out of Saturday. Hashtag ask Blake as we do every Tuesday and Thursday. So fire your questions inside the chat. Have any question relating to LSU or Saints um, or sports, really? Uh, fire inside the chat. Hashtag ask Blake, and we'll get to it. LSU recruiting update. Who are the guys that I think LSU uh, is top on and top uh, that will probably be committing to LSU? And I think the LSU will end with maybe some guys that might move on. We'll, uh, we'll see on that. And also, if we get if we have time, we'll get into a Saints update uh, as well. But I'm glad that all of you are joining us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to your Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, uh, do us a favor by subscribing and also hitting the like button and share button as well. We'll greatly appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, so hit the like button and share. Share to all your social media accounts and platforms. Also, if you're on Periscope Twitter, do us a favor by hitting the 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 like, follow, and retweet, we'll definitely definitely appreciate you guys doing that. So let's get to a couple comments as we always do um, before we get started. Uh, I don't think we have any. There we go. Um, Danny says, "Let's go." Ryan Guidry, also uh, Jeffrey on YouTube says, "Let's get it." Jared Billiat says, "Yeet." Yeet. Don't know what that means, really. I'm not as swag and in the know of the slang terms, yo, yo bro, yo, as I once was. I ain't as good as I once was, but I was good once as I ever was. Don't so know about that. Charlie Viator, Mr. Charlie Viator says, "What's happening? What's going on, guys? We are live." Roderick, my good friend, says, "We are live." That we are. Jared Billiat says, "Let's go, Blake." Ready for another great show, brother? Yep, let's do that. So let's do this. Let's get started. Fire your questions inside the chat. Uh, hashtag AskBlake for us tonight. Please do us a favor by hitting that like and share. Share to your Facebook groups, but we will be teeing off tonight. And not really teeing off. Well, I don't know. You, you guys know how I am. Sometimes I just, sometimes I let her rip, y'all. Sometimes I just got to let her rip and something I got to get off my chest. All right, let's do this. Let's get over to our first break. Stay here. Stay tuned. We're going to talk a lot of LSU. Uh, it got a lot of LSU in store, and none better. Our good friends over GM Varno and Sons had a guy named Brian uh, send me a DM today on Twitter telling me that he stopped by GM Varno and Sons, uh, got a quick little service. He was in and out within 45 minutes, uh, was able to do it on his lunch break, had to get a couple of things fixed on his car. He was thinking that he was going to have to take some time off to get it fixed, but GM got him in and out very quickly. So want to gra- uh, thank Brian for for going over to GM Varno and Sons. I want to thank GM Varno and Sons for everything they do. So go, go see him if you're by by there in the Denham Springs, Baton Rouge area. Guys, with 63 years of experience, absolutely no one is more equipped in servicing your vehicle than GM, Varno, and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And go see them over at 2500 Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. If you break down on the side of the road, they can come and get you if you're in that local area. They can pick you up, and they can service your vehicle, and sometimes they can do it there right on site. That's 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS Since you on by it, our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, have been telling you for a long time about our good friends over at BetOnline. you got to get over the day, there today. Sign up. You'll get on your mobile device. You will get a 50% off your first welcome bonus when you sign up and you place that first bet. I got Clemson beating Georgia in the first week, minus three. That's one thing that I will give you. But you got to get over there today. you got to do that bet. It'll be absolutely fantastic, and there's nobody better, more equipped to servicing your betting needs than betonline.ag. Get on over there today. Again, betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing rolling. We are live. Everybody on YouTube, do me a favor. Share this to your Twitter. Share this thing to your Twitter. We're getting a new camera, by the way. We getting a new camera up in this thing. I can't. I can't keep dealing with this Rudy Poo stuff um, on the stream. I can't keep doing it. So we're gonna. Con- I was gonna wait. Um, I was gonna wait until the new studio, but we don't really have a choice. We don't really have a choice. Um, so let's do this. Let's get to some Rafino's rants. I was let me let me preface this by saying from the very beginning that today I was in a a, a debate with a couple of LSU fans. Very cordial, very good debate. We were going back in front back and forth on the offensive line. Now a lot of people have been labeling me as a offensive line homer because I played it played it in high school, college, etc. A lot of people are labeling me as that, and I get it. Like, look, I get it. I know what it probably comes off as. I understand it. But last year, I criticized the offensive line when it was needed. This year, when it's needed, I will fire off on them when it's needed. There are some concerns that I have in the defensive back room. Guys, you have – Derek Stingley's been injured – Um and it's been very well chronicled over the last year and a half. He's been injured. He's been out. He's been hurt. So I, I guess my question is in all of this, in all of this, like are we being realistic about what's actually going on for LSU football? Like are we being realistic? So – I can sit here and talk about the O-line until I'm blue in the face. I can talk about this, the, the worries that I have on the D-line. Even though I don't have a lot of them, I think they're the most talented group on the team from, from for the first starter to the last one. I think that they're the most talented. I have worries at the defensive back or the defensive back room. When you have guys like Eli- Elias Ricks that's been injured, misses spring, missed a little bit of camp. Derek Stingley missed games last season. He's nicked up again. He's been out a little bit longer than Ed said he would. Said he'd be back, but I'm starting to get a, you know, a little itsy bits worried. Little bit worried. You know, you haven't had any uh, injuries at linebacker. You haven't had, uh you know, now you have Miles Brennan. And, and, look, I got ripped to shreds this entire offseason when I said I don't have any confidence – or I had no confidence that Miles Brennan has proven anything to us. I I, I said that I, I have to see Miles go through a season because every season we've seen him, he's been hurt. So I do have a long tight end is another p- position, probably the biggest concern for me this season. Actually, it is right now the biggest concern for me for LSU this season. So my question is, in all of this. So I preface that by saying. Are we being actually realistic with LSU football? Let me get a little bit a little bit deeper in that question. Are we being realistic when it comes to Ed Orgeron, or or have we been scarred as LSU fans? Have we been absolutely and listen, everyone's gonna everyone is gonna want to share this to a Facebook group and everywhere right now. Trust me, this is a you're gonna want to share it. You're going to want to share it because every LSU fan needs to hear this. Everybody that's my friend, please do me a favor because every LSU fan has to hear this. I think, as LSU fans and people that come on here on a podcast, people that come on, go on radio, they all say that they try to be objective. The truth is. All of us are homers. We're big blue homers, or big purple homers. We have purple and gold that glows through goes through our veins. In my instance, I spend all this money, lights, camera, studio, building a new one, getting a new one, getting everything set up for the new rig. That's all on my expense. Is it is it because I I love doing this? Yes. Is it more because I love LSU and want to talk about it? You're damn right. You're damn right. But I'm sitting here and asking myself after this or, or during an Ed Orgeron administration, an Ed Orgeron regime as a head football coach at LSU, are we giving him the fair shot? Now, I'm not going to go down the path of stop saying Ed Orgeron should be fired even though everybody seems to be fire happy these days. I'm not going down that route. The route that I'm about to take you down is a guy by the name of Les Miles. Now, you could be saying, Blake, stop, don't talk about Les Miles. I'm not talking about Les Miles in this context. I'm not going to talk about him on the field. Well, I'm going to talk about him on the field. I'm not going to talk about Les Miles trying to make out with a girl in his car. I'm not going to talk about him paying her money to hush up. I'm not going to pay for all the kind of stuff that he did. But I think that we all need to come to a realization, media included, especially the local Baton Rouge media, Les Miles is not the head coach of LSU anymore. He's not. The Rudy Pooh hasn't been here in five years, man. 2016, that man got fired. And four weeks into the season, it will be a five-year reunion that that Rudy Pooh got fired. So my question to all of you is, are we so scarred by Les Miles that we're not giving the, tr- the, the true vision of what LSU football really is. Les Miles scarred LSU fans. You know why and how I know he scarred LSU fans? Because that son of a gun and that Rudy Pooh would say shit like this while on air. Good afternoon. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day, that uh, all those of you that know Italians and like Italians are the people that might – Venture onto a ship and travel to explore and find new lands. Uh, this is your day. So uh, um, it's not St. Patty's Day. It's a, that's a different day entirely. So we're supposed to act like that this son of a bitch named Les Miles, who would go out in press conferences and say stupid ass shit like that. If you're Italian, if you're an Italian, this is your day. Like, what the hell are you talking about? We're gonna let this man scar us in all the bad shit that he did on the field. Clock management, toss dives, inconsistent quarterback play. You can I'm gonna even throw this in there and I'm gonna get some debate on this, and I get it. Recruiting. Yeah, he can recruit DBs. He could recruit receivers. He could get linebackers. Occasionally, could get some good D linemen, He could get a running back like Leonard Fournette. But the two positions he can never freaking recruit: quarterback and offensive linemen. He can never do it. Stop letting that son of a bitch ruin LSU football. He's doing it already. We have not been with that man for five years, and we're still going through a. a I, I'm just going to call it like it is. I, I'm not going to go. No, I'm not going to say it like that. We're still going through a lot of shit behind Les Miles off the field. So everything that you want to talk about with with Ed Orsron and what he's built on the offensive line, what he's built on the defensive line, what he's built, guess what, wait for it, wait for it, at freaking quarterback. He is not Les Miles. I hear media members this week, been people send it all in my DMs. Blake, they talking about Les. Stop talking about the son of a bitch. The man would eat grass. Good coach, good person. I know a lot of people that play for him that love him to death. And I'm cool with that. But you gotta move on. Us LSU, Some LSU fans... And the way that we view football games is because this Rudy Pooh scarred you for life. It's like the the ex-wife that cheated on you. It's like the ex-girlfriend that cheated on you. The girl that your high school sweetheart that you can never get over. Get over that ugly bitch. I mean, let's call it what it is. Get over her. Because a new regime is here. How did 2019 not show that? How did it not show it? A Heisman Trophy winning quarterback walked through the damn doors for two whole years and we're talking about that Rudy Pooh. We're talking about that guy. Stop it. When you look at offensive line play, stop thinking Les Miles. Oh, well, Les used to do it like this. Les used to do it like that. Ed Orsron's not Les Miles. He's actually a better coach, believe it or not. He's a better coach. Les treated the media like shit. Then you got Ed, who treats you like absolute gold. And you poo-poo on him. Horrendous coach. Stop using O-line, D-line, wide receiver, running back, linebacker. Stop Stop with all of the comparisons of what Ed Orgeron is doing to Les freaking Miles. Leslie Miles, the Rudy Poo that's getting you investigated. To the media members. To the media members. Stop talking about him. Stop talking about him. Well, well, this reminds me of when Les did this. This isn't Les. I get that you're running out of content. I get that you can't wait for the football season to get here f- fast enough. Think, my guy. Think. God, man. I don't understand why we continue to do this as fans. Look at the game that is and what it's giving you. Stop giving me the concerns on the O-line because I can make the argument for other position groups all across the board. You want The reason I'm defending them is because let me tell you the truth. Because next year I think LSU on the O line is going to have some issues. LSU on the O line next year is going to have some issues. They're not going to have a lot of experience. They, all, I can. Let's, Blake, you don't looking forward to next season, and I get it. But I'm already going to tell you I have concerns on the offensive line going into 2022. Already, I know it. Unless some crazy stuff happens. I have a worry about the O-line. Here's what the realistic truth for the entire team, what somebody should be telling you. DBs, I'm worried. D-line, I'm a little worried. A little. I think that that unit could be the best in the country. Them and Clemson's going to battle for the best D-line in the country. I think that their linebackers might have the most depth because you are only going to play two at a time and you got six guys that you can rotate in and out. Tight end, you, you know, people are finally coming to the realization. They saw Jack Besh. I talked about this two weeks ago. People saw Jack Pess catching the ball out of the backfield. Ed confirmed. I, you know, look two weeks ago to the day. Two weeks ago to the day, I came on this show and I said I am extremely worried about Jack Besh. Not as a receiver. I told you that there's no way in broody Poo, hell, that that kid is going up against a 280, 270 pound defensive end in the SEC and going to be able to hold his own. It's not a knock on him. He's a wide, he's a big bodied wide receiver, he is not a tight end. Ed confirmed yesterday that they can't put him on the end line of scrimmage. It's too much for him right now. That's Ed Orsron telling you the God's honest truth. Les would have never done that. Why are we still comparing? I think this team has enough talent to be 10-2, 11-1. Hell, I think if their defense is as good as I think that they're going to be, they can make a chance where they can push for a playoff. I fully believe that. But stop comparing old comparisons that you did from 2007 to 2000, or 2006 to 2016. Stop with it. Because it doesn't help LSU fans in the slightest when you continue to talk about a man that quite honestly was the biggest bust that we've had in a long time. The talent that that man was able to accrue. What what should have happened after Nick Saban was you go and get another coach that can coach like him. That's what should have happened. But it didn't. Get a couple comments, and then we'll talk about some scrimmage. Stop calling me, by the way. Jamar Jackson says, hashtag ask Blake, what do you think about the tight end position? I think that I got – I said that uh, enough. Gino says, I got Georgia by 14. Let's talk about them um, right quick. they got wide receivers that are hurt. They don't have enough. the number one wide receivers out for the season, it looks like. Jermaine Burton had a, a hyperextended knee. They don't know if he how his status is. They've got uh, their center that's out. And the statistic that uh, Buddy D used to do all the time. I uh, know Mike Dettiglia has said it on my show. I I say it because I, I fully believe in it. I think last year, 91% of the time that your center was out uh, the next week, the next game that you played, that team lost 91% of the time. Their center looks like he's going to be out for Clemson. Oh, by the way, Clemson is argu- arguably has the best defensive line in the country outside of an LSU. Like, those two teams are going to battle it out. I have no faith whatsoever. I have no faith um, whatsoever in Georgia. I'm just being honest. Uh, Taylor Bell, who is a Georgia fan and does a Georgia podcast, says, keep betting against them dogs, Blake. We always do better when everyone doubts us. <laughs> no, you don't. I love you, Taylor, man. We need to bring you on the show. Darren says, remember the good old days when we had to wait uh, with bated breath during the offseason hoping that no players got in trouble when Miles was coach? Uh, hasn't been a second thought with Coach O. F his haters. You know, that's something that people don't talk about enough. Like, people don't talk about that enough. I mean, Ed's had a couple of things go here and there. And, you know, the the problem with this, Darren, is everybody's going to talk about the Title Nine stuff. So, even though we don't have a lot of proof there. But I get what you're saying. Luke Allison on YouTube says, what do you think about the future of the, cor- of the corner blitz? Is it the risk-reward ratio changing? I don't know if it's changing. Now, a debate I got into d- today was if you guys remember the spin move that Clyde Edwards-Alaire did against Alabama in 2019, that was technically a blitzing safety and then a blitzing corner there at the end that uh, Clyde spun away from and then was able to get the first down and then got a touchdown on that last one um, that he did. That's not the offensive line's assignment. Please, God, Jesus, somebody tell someone that it is not the O-lines. Uh, uh, if there's a zone right, so let me explain what a zone right is. The left left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle, they all go right, right zone. left tackle nine times out of ten will not block the, uh, the backside defensive end unless sometimes they want to do it like that. In this case, LSU did. They blocked the backside defensive end because he's crashing down hard. They take him up. They're all going right. Anybody's in the zone that you're supposed to be in, you knock their freaking block off. You double-team the D linemen, you get to the second level. The goal of zone-blocking schemes is to get vertical. That is the goal. Get vertical. Alabama would send blitzes. uh, And and so, Luke, to your your point here, because there was a little bit of that debate today, um, I think it's a lot of risk there. Now, you have guys like Tyron Matthew that did it, that was exceptional at, at, at doing it, but we haven't seen someone that used to that would come on blitzes like Matthew did and cause as much chaos as he did. Um if you remember in the Florida game, the first touchdown that Max Johnson threw to Kayshawn Boutique was on a corner blitz. Max instantly read it. I have it on TikTok. You can go look it up. I posted it on TikTok. Go there and look for it. It's the, the – the, the, I, I forget what it was titled. I think uh, – don't tell me Max Johnson can't th- force the ball down the field. Uh, immediately, the blitz comes from the backside corner. Mile, I mean miles. Max reads it. Boom, instantly throws the ball 30, 30 yards down the field to Kayshaun Bouti, and we have a touchdown. We have a touchdown. So I think that there's a little bit too much risk-reward for that unless you're trying to it depends on the down distance it depends on what the the offense is doing for me personally I would never send an outside guy that just that way that's way too much risk I, if I'm going to do it I'd send a guy or a safety like could you imagine Mike Jones doing that I think Mike Jones could wreak havoc if he does something like that uh Lamar Williams says he's in the house uh boo boo pash Boo Boo Pash says, let's go, Blake, on YouTube. That's a nice name, Boo Boo. Lionel says, I'm a huge LSU fan. I just shared it, and I'm here listening, bro. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, Dalton says, he's not getting a fair shot. Media is out to get him. It's sad. The guy bleeds purple and gold and is a good coach. He's even better at recruiting, and he's made it obvious that he can hire excellent coaches to get around him, something that Les couldn't do. And, again, guys, this, narr- this, this narrative this narrative about comparing Ed and Les has to stop. There goes Ben, the naked Jaybird. He's a screaming. Um, Ruth says Blake is not much on sports. Blake is not much on sports. Okay, thank you, Ruth. <sighs> Nookie. Says, ha, 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 I miss that insane son of a gun SOB sometimes. Life was never boring except on offense. Yeah, I mean, look, but he would say stupid stuff like that. Look, when's Columbus Day? Let me look this up. When When is Columbus Day? Date of Columbus Day. October the 11th. Okay, so on October the 11th, after Les had gotten his teeth kicked in, he's going to the podium Uh, or or mismanaged a clock, he's going to the podium talking about the Italians. Bitch, I'm Italian. What you got to say, dog? Like, come on, bro. Uh, Ryan Tiptoe says you'd think O-line would be his biggest and strongest uh, uh, recruiting position. It never was. Guys, look at the guys he missed. Look, uh, uh, Cam Robinson, um, who was the kid that went to Auburn from South Louisiana? Somebody sparked my memory inside the chat. Because I, I I forget who um, the, the the left tackle that went and played in the league for a little bit that went to um, that went to Clemson I mean Clemson, went to Auburn I forget that like he missed two of them back to back to an Alabama school. Uh, Terry says let's ruin our program and being truthful I was a fan I will admit it. I, I, I'm just tired I'm tired of the comparisons. I'm tired of this is what we should be talking about, Terry. This is what we should be talking about. This for example, and I have it in the in the description here, like some things that we should be talking about right now. Some things that I wanna see this Saturday. I wanna see the I want to see the defense start off strong and I want to see the offense start to come into their own. I fully expect this offense to be fine in the second. You want to hear good stuff. Now, they're going to be working on short yardage and goal line, so don't, again, with these stats and stuff, scrimmages are not what fans think they are. They're not like, hey, we're playing four quarters. They're going to run a lot of down. It's a lot of situational stuff. Now, if the offense comes out and they start dominating on goal line and stuff like that, you want to see it tit for tat. You want to see interceptions. Because, to quite honestly, this defense hasn't seen anybody else outside of their own guys so far. They've seen them run goal line. They've seen them run third downs. Guys, for six, month, six months, Andre Anthony has heard Max Johnson walk up to the line and give a protection call. You think he doesn't know that – Hey, hey, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy means a line shift and left. Ricky, 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 line shift right. You don't think he picks up on that after days two and three? Lucky, lucky, lucky. A whole offensive line uh, shooting left because somebody's blitzing. Come on, man. Uh, Michael Ray says, "Did he really recruit, or did that brand of LSU just get always get skill guys? I Meaning, talking about Les Miles, that's my point. Les did not recruit in the structure that um, that Ed's doing. He didn't. He didn't in the structure, um, and so." Like, for an example, and I've given this comparison. We talk – you know, everybody gets on my ass and, and jumps all over me about when I talk about O-line depth. Guys, you have O-linemen that are banged up. You have Cardo Thomas that's right there. Can he step up? At least he's a highly recruited guy that is not a walk-on that you have to bring in that to position. Quarterback is a position that I don't – we don't talk on this show – a lot about. Guys, name the last time that I've sat here and talked specifics about O-line play. I don't give you, a, I mean, a quarterback play. I don't talk about it because a lot of other people do that. That's all that they talk about. You mean to tell me if, God forbid, knock on one, Max Johnson goes down, that we're in a good position? But you know what? O-line play. You know why they're getting on the O-line so much, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. You know why people are talking about the O-line so much, right? Because Miles Brennan's hurt again. And God forbid Max gets hit. That's what they're worried about. That's what they're worried about. You know, it's funny because the O line, all an offensive lineman, always takes the bullets for everybody else, and then never gets the praise for it. Blake, here comes the homer out of Blake. Say what you want. They protect for a quarterback that wins a Heisman. They 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 protect a the guy that's a five foot seven running back and gets all the accolades, and then gets pushed up into the first round because he has a dominant year. But nobody ever talks good, even the 2019 LSU team, can win the Joe Moore Award. And you still talk crazy shit about him. and they take the bullets, and they don't say shit. As we're celebrating uh, two weeks ago, a former LSU offensive lineman going into the Hall of Fame. I want to see the offense and the running game dominate because it's. if you can get there, I'm not worried about pass protection. You can figure that out. Guys, quite honestly, and you're going to hate me for saying this, I don't care if a quarterback gets sacked. If you have two or three sacks a game and you throw the football 40 times a game, guys, quite honestly, that's not that bad. Sometimes the defense is actually going to win the play. Joe Burrow got sacked three times against Texas on, what was it, like 59, 57, 58 dropbacks? Think about what I just said. That means for 97, 98% of the time, the offensive line dominated. Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't get 1,300 yards on his own, y'all. He didn't. I want to see the D line stuff the run. That's what I want to see in this scrimmage. Hey, last time we saw you play Ole Miss, put up 307. Get after that ass. Get after that ass. They want to run bootlegs? Don't let them do it. Wide receivers want to try to get open. They want to run these little quick slants and all this bullshit that the RPO does it. Stop it. Elias Ricks, get your ass out there and stuff their ass. Pick six Ricks. That's what I want to see. Instead of us comparing Coach O to Les Miles because you don't have the knowledge to go out there and talk about the team. Come on. Brandon says no coach in history did less with more talent than Miles did. That's a good play on words there, Brandon. Brandon. It's a good play on words. Oh. Roderick says, Oh, showed you what this team, Coach Wright, could accomplish. Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, he did. And look, Ed has said, Ed, Ed has come out and said, I'm not, per- in the grand scheme of things, guys, I'm not perfect. We know you're not, man. We know you're not. But I would assume there's 217 people in this chat right now. I would assume 217 people, if Scott Woodward called you and asked you, if you want to be the head coach of LSU, you'd take it. Um, Brandon Reese says, let's be honest, Cocho isn't the classic media darling like a lot of coaches out there. Who gives a poo? Who gives a rat's ass you know our, our i'm not getting political but let's use this in the sporting terms do any of you guys watch espn or fox or whatever because of how our society and culture in sports is materializing as a kid i used to watch espn religiously i could tell you what craig biggio did the the night before that he went 2 and 3 with a double and had two double plays because I watched sports center 72 times in the morning. I know all people my age did the same thing. You all did the same thing. Who dictates? Let me ask you this. Who dictates this question? Like who says it's right and who says it's wrong? Who, say, who like who who is the underlying theme here? Who, who dictates this? Chad says, I love when Blake gets fired up. It's time to get over that ugly son of the bitch. It's, ty- it's time to get over that ex-wife and ex-girlfriend that cheated on you. Guys, with all due respect, if somebody's going to do what Les did to LSU, if someone's going to cheat on you, they didn't love you. They can say that they did, but they broke their promise to you. They broke their promise to you. Um, Brian Thomas, I don't, it doesn't look like, what's up, Brian? Doesn't look like Brian Thomas Jr., the LSU football player, but we welcome Brian Thomas none, uh, nonetheless. But he says, Clemson by 21 over the puppies. Okay. Okay, I can dig it. I could dig it. Father Abear says, what's so wrong with being an O-line homer? If I played O-line, I would be too. That's just a characteristic that they're giving me, Father. Uh, That's a characteristic that they're giving me. But they don't look at DBs. They don't look at linebacker. They don't look at uh, uh, safety. They don't look at corner. They don't look at uh, running back. They don't look... Um, at wide receiver, they don't look at quarterback. They don't look at anything else. The entire media session all year or all off season has been the O-line, the O-line, the O-line that has been, that has been the discussion. It's nothing else. Oh, uh, so-and-so's a beast. So, oh, he's a little nicked up. So what? He's still, he's still a dog, man. He's still a dog, bro. Shit. Shit. He's a dog, man. He's a dog, bro. Come to O-line. Coach O comes out. Hey, man, he's a little nicked up. This guy's a little nicked up. Oh, my God. Holy moly, we suck. Seven and five. We're going seven and five, guys. Oh, shit. Close it up. Seven and five. Ed Orsron's done. Screw it. Sarcasm. Mitch Filming, what's up, my friend? He says they're going against one of the best D-lines in practice, so damn, they aren't going to be killing other D-lines, duh. That's a good point. Guys, I'm telling you, this D-line ha- has a lot of talent. They're going to get after it. They're going to be good. So is Clemson's. So Guys, Clemson's got a hellacious defensive line. JT Daniels is going to be under pressure all night long. All night long. Daniel uh, Bentley says, what is the story uh, about the old offensive line coach suing LSU? Uh, Nothing. Uh, Bo Jangles, I don't really know. I'll look into that, Daniel, but I don't really know. I don't think it's anything. Uh, Bo Jangles on YouTube says, "Looking, looks like Georgia may be starting the kid Van Pran at center. Uh, yep. Why do you think LSU has struggled recruiting uh, Warren Eastern? Um, I'll tell you this about Van Pran. I think he just had some issues that he just needed to get away from. And sometimes guys, players need to get out of the state. Players need to get out of the state. Van Pran didn't, uh, go in the portal. Did he? Uh, wait. Yeah, guys firing your questions. Hashtag ask Blake, fire your questions in, uh, Wade, uh, McBride says, Hashtag ask Blake, do you think that Emory can bust out with Davis price being limited with an injury? Absolutely. He has to. I mean, guys, I, I, I if you missed the show last Saturday, I said that um, John, Emery, uh, his, John Emery's biggest day as a Tiger was last Saturday. I'm going to take that a, a step further, but a, reduce it by a little bit. I think that John Emery's time to shine is now, and you do have the two running backs that Ed keeps talking about every single day. The first thing come, that comes out of Ed Orgeron's mouth every time in a press conference is these two running backs are really good. Well, guys, you can't have two really good running backs if your O-line sucks. Max Johnson can't complete passes if your O-line sucks. Garrett Nussmeyer can't throw three touchdowns in a scrimmage if your second-team O-line sucks. Um, but, in reference to John Emery, I think that this is the season that he's got to shine. Now... I do think that Emory, he's kind of like that Reggie Bush type in a sense. You, you're you going to have to spell him. He can't be your every down. Well, look, he could be your every down back. I don't know that. You know, if John can catch the ball out of the backfield and be consistent with it, uh, I think that he can be he could be an every down back if he wanted to. Uh, Greg Robinson. Thank you, Jeffrey. Greg Robinson was uh, the O-lineman that went to Auburn. And so, uh, Bo- uh, Boo-Boo, pa- Boo-boo Pash says it too. Thank you, guys. I forgot his name. Uh, Kevin uh, bear says, LSU football and a big bowl of gumbo. Don't get better than that. I need a big bowl of gumbo. A lot of people were saying it, too. Uh, C. King also said Greg Robinson. I forgot that guy. We need to get to some – speaking of recruiting, uh, we do need to get to uh, some LSU recruiting this year. Guys, I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to take it whatever way you want it. Uh, Aaron Torso says, let's stop talking about Les Miles. Uh, then let's talk about LSU and Saints camp. We can do that, but that just had to, that had to come out. That, that had to come out. Uh-oh. There it goes again. There it goes again. Knew it was coming. Knew it was coming. Guys, I got to get a camera. This is getting out of, out of hand. A lot of people have been having problems streaming. Uh, I wish it wasn't me, though. There we go. Oh. All right, let's get to some LSU recruiting right quick. I'll get to some more of these questions, too. Like Aaron says... Hashtag AskBlake, out of the two freshman running backs, do you see having the best year? I'm going to go with uh, Corey Connor currently because I think that I think that he can pick up the blitz a little bit better. I think he's got a little bit more weight on him, but I, I say that not confidently at all. I say that not confidently at all. Um, I'm going to go him because I think he's better at running between the tackles, and I think with the RPO game, you get a little bit more with that. Um, Nookie says, ha-ha, I know. Who that impression was of? Oh, Chad says Ready pull a week to my camera. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're getting it fixed, guys. I promise you, we're getting it fixed. I, I can't, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll get it fixed. Um, let's get to some LSU recruiting, and then, we'll, and then we'll get out of here. Um, guys, I know that LSU has done this in the past. As my voice is going out, I know that LSU has done this in the past. So, I, I want to kind of start preparing people for this so that people aren't shocked. Um, There are some very talented kids that are still out on the recruiting board for LSU. you got guys like Harold Perkins. I'm writing all this down, too. Harold Perkins is one of them. You have Quincy Wiggins. You have Jamon Tapp. You have Jacoby Matthews, Um, which, by the way, I'm hearing some things about Ponchatoula right now, having some more LSU-caliber players from some people. Um, Jacoby Matthews, uh, Armella, the, the tackle out of, uh, Florida. Um, I'm forgetting some other people. Let's say Le'Veon Moss, I think could come to LSU. So you got one, how many recruits does LSU have right now? Somebody fire in the, in the comments right now. I think it's 16, right? They currently sit at 16. So that'd be 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. If they get Harold Perkins, uh, Quincy Wiggins, Jamon Tapp, Jacoby Matthews, Armella, and Le'Veon Moss, let's just say that they get um, Kendrick Law from North Louisiana, that's twenty what 24. So, if nobody is supposed to leave LSU, I mean, there's others out there, but if everybody stays committed to LSU, that is currently committed to LSU right now, LSU has historically liked having a couple slots open for the transfer portal. So I want to get people very uh, confident – or not confident. I want people to get under, understand already before the season starts because this is something that we're going to revisit at the end of December. Somebody that is committed right now is currently probably more than likely never going to step foot on LSU's campus as an LSU Tiger. Um, because you do have a lot of kids. Harold Perkins, the five-star linebacker out of Texas, Quincy Wiggins, Jamon Tapp, Jacoby Matthews, Armella, Moss, Law, I forget, uh, the Thomas kid, the corner. Um, guys, I think all of those kids are realistically more than likely going to wind up ending up at LSU. Do I think that you can have a Le'Veon Moss that goes elsewhere? Yes. Do I think Harold Perkins is a fight with A&M? I, I, yes, I think it's a fight, but I think LSU is throwing the haymakers right now, and quite honestly, Jimbo's getting his ass beat. Like his name's uh 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 Sonny Liston, and their and our and our names are Muhammad Ali. Uh, or did Sonny Liston beat uh Muhammad Ali? Let's let's use this analogy. Like uh, their names George Foreman, and our names uh, Muhammad Ali. How about that? so i think there's a realistic chance that you get one two three four five six seven eight guys uh right now and if you get those guys i i fully believe and then you got the uh the Osbury kid um whose dad's obviously on staff that's none Man, and I miss, and you know who else I miss. I'm seeing it in the comment. You know who else I miss? Daniel talked about Shaz Preston. Man, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm just gonna tell you. I don't, I don't have confidence at all. Actually, I don't know who it's gonna be. Not asked, not looking for it. That's something I don't want to. I don't really want to get into, but there's going to be kids that aren't going to be on this team. The punter or the, the kicker kid, he ain't going nowhere. So people stop. When I say this, people don't see me. My DMs, Blake. What about the kicker? Don't talk to me about the kicker. Don't talk to me about the kicker, y'all, because you at, you can laugh about it all you want, but so they're at, what LSU's at sixteen or fifteen. Everybody's saying 16. So, 17, or let's just say 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. And, and, and man, and LSU historically wants to go in the portal, some heads are going to roll, as uh, Roderick says up in the comments. Heads are going to roll, y'all. But I do think that there's a real, realistic shot that you get if, if there's nine guys or no, there's ten guys. So that's currently twenty six. Some heads are gonna roll, man. God, that stinks. But I, I, I kinda wish LSU would roll on those kids now that they don't want and they're gonna cut loose than then doing then do than waiting until December. You know, recruiting is a is a harsh world, man. It's a harsh world. You better cut some of these kids loose. That's the one thing I don't like about Ed. The one thing that I don't like about Orgeron is is he lets these kids be committed for all this time, and then at the end, he processes them out. Now, this happens everywhere, and this happens in recruiting, and kids do this to LSU, and it's a tick and tack back and forth. But if a kid's committed to you, man, and you don't want them, cut their ass loose. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, Jared Billiot says, Hashtag Blake. do you think that we still get T.J. Finley's brother, Cody Finley? No. Uh Uh-uh. Not a chance. Uh, Chad Briscoe says, Hashtag Asplate Thoughts on Trevor ATN. I saw he said LSU was one of his top choices. I didn't put ATN in here because I feel like if you're going to get Moss, you're not going to get ATN. If you get ATN, you're not going to get Moss. So pick, pick and choose which one you want. Pick and choose. So, uh, call the cat in the building, says Ali beat uh, uh, Liston. Jackson Carter brings up an interesting point on YouTube. He says, NIL walk-on. Man, i do it. If you could find a way to give, like, so for an example. Let's give an example. What if the Osbury kid, I'm going to use him as an example. What if the Osberry kid gets a, a, a $300,000 NIL deal, three dollars $400,000 NIL deal with walk-ons, and you could use him as a walk-on? I do it. Uh, Daniel Bentley says, "I see Ed. I see Ed keep two spots open for O Lyman in the portal. Well, look if they get Armella, if they get Armella, they would have Will Campbell, um, Emory Jones, Fitzgerald West, who is not going to play defensive line, uh, Borderline, Armella." I don't know, and look, I don't know if they'll go in the portal for a O lineman. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, "Give the kicker nil. Don't do that. Don't play with the kickers like that. They already, they're already weird weirdos. Kickers are special teams guys are weirdos, bro. They're weirdos. Um, trust me, I live with a couple, and some of them are my best friends. So if you you're not, I don't think LSU is going to use seven seven scholarships on seven on seven seven O I can't see that. Now will they get one? Maybe a center. Possibly. Possibly. Um, but, damn, if they get Armella. Think about this O-line hall. Will Campbell, Jones, West, Borderline, Armella. Psst, running backs, if you got Law and Moss. I mean, this guys, that'd be a hell of a recruiting class. They'd be top three, man. Here's another one. Brandon Reese talks about uh, Malik Agbo from Washington, the state of Washington. peggy red my good friend says man borderline would make a perfect nil walk on there's a lot of things that can happen with this this nil stuff and the god bless it um the borderlines you know they 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 could flaunt they can flaunt some cash uh dale broussard says don't be surprised if atn ends up in georgia i hadn't heard that um I hadn't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at Clemson too. You know, uh, Luke Taylor out of Mobile too says Henry. Yeah, he decommitted when Brad Davis was hired, and then he committed to Mississippi State. He said I'm home. Uh, Henry, I'm just going to tell you this: uh, I don't think Luke Taylor will ever see the field for LSU. Ever. I think that not only do I think that that bridge is burned, I think it's burned down, and they put a they sent a nuke over that way. From what i hear all right let's do the, you know what guys we're gonna get on out of here we will be back saturday morning uh i will tell you this i am kind of if you can hear my nasal congestion I'm, I'm a little under the weather uh not covid thank god um so we'll we'll see but my goal is to be back here saturday morning but until then guys peace out y'all have a good night peace out girl scouts